Okay, folks, let's, uh, let's dive in. And uh, a warm welcome to you, even though it's not overly warm here. My apologies, I, I mentioned at the beginning just some issues there in terms of timing and heating and stuff. But my sincere apologies, and let's just huddle together. Uh, folks, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, you, you, this morning you kind of get a sense of where people are at and where we're, what we're feeling, what we're sensing, what we're thinking, whatever. There's like this kind of docile mood in the camp this morning. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, you have break time and it's just like, they just got this murmur kind of noise going on. You're like conserving your energy, aren't you? Conserving heat and all the rest. Usually, it's a, you're a right old rabble. But this morning, it's just that. It's meant to be May, Bank Holiday Weekend, meant to be relaxing and all the rest, and it's just grim. But it's wonderful to be together, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least one of you thinks it's wonderful to be together. We can all pack up and go now if you want to. Um, a great to have you with us. We sense it's a May Bank Holiday Weekend. There's loads of folks away and, and what have you. Um, but I want to take just a few minutes to sort of talk a little bit about where we're at and then I'm going to talk about what we're going to talk about this morning so this is like the um, this is the starter okay uh, I, I asked my uh, life group on Thursday evening uh, that very question I said you know guys where are we at what are you sensing right now as a church as a people from your conversations that you're having with folks where are we at and uh, there was this kind of bit of silence, and I kind of waited, and I was like, you, you can tell the bad stuff as well as the good stuff. I'm not looking just for, you know, make me feel good sort of thing. Be honest, you know, where, where is the church at right now? And one by one, they began to share, and I want to share some of their exact words with you, and then kind of unpack that a little bit and explain. And I hope that you find it helpful, because I think it will probably... Uh, address some of the things of maybe where, where you're at right now too. So the first word was there's an anticipation. We're on the cusp of something that was, was said. And yet there's a hesitation among people. And uh, we began to kind of, or the folks who were with us on Thursday began to unpack what that meant. And there was like this anticipation that God is good. And God is doing some wonderful things in our midst. We celebrate you're going to hear, especially on those special Sundays, you're going to hear uh, kind of lots of things about the journey that God has had us on so far, but also what we sense he's, he's wanting to do in us and through us within the future as well. And you're going to hear more about that. But there's just the sense that we're on the cusp of something, anticipating that God is going to want to do more. He's going to want to reveal himself more and more to us as individuals, as followers of Jesus, that we, we capture more of his great love for us as individuals, that he heals us and that he sets us free and that he calls us to really step out in boldness to all the things that God has for us. There's that anticipation. And yet, there's a hesitation amongst people. And there was this sense in the room on Thursday that for some people that you've been around the place for a while now, that it's just changing all the time. It's kind of gotten too big. You get that sense of when you come to church on a Sunday, you look around and you go, I don't know who all these people are. I mean, who are you? If you're our guest here this morning, you are super welcome. <laughs> and we say that. And we mean that. 
And I'm going to come on to you in a moment. But for those of us who've been around the block, you've been part of the church for a while now and you've journeyed life with us, hold on, hold on. We must always make space for the one. We must always create room to welcome in people that they would come, that they would journey life with us and we welcome them. But know this, that it changes. It changes everything. Uh, we're reading stuff at the moment that kind of really helps us as, as pastors understand what this is like. That, that there's that sense when you grow to maybe 100 people, you can know everyone. But beyond kind of that point, it gets tricky. You, it is impossible to know everyone. It is impossible to have a relationship with every, every single person. And so it comes back to what I said last week. You, you meet someone and you go, goodness, I don't think I've ever met you before. Chances are that person could have been coming for the last few months. You've just never had that conversation. So folks, if you've been with us for a while, hang on, hang on. This is part and parcel of it. Relationally, it will begin to feel a bit interesting. And, uh, but please, please embrace it. I've been part of this before. Not here, obviously. Uh, but in a previous church context in, in England when I was 19, 20 years of age, starting from nothing, growing and being part of a growing church. And I remember that feeling of, oh my goodness, I used to like it when we did, all, you know, and we got loads of time with the pastor and we, we, we just got to hang out. It's just like, our oh, mates, this is great. And oh, all these people, my goodness. And there was that feeling. And yet let's embrace that. We must always be for the one. For the one. And folks, if you are new or nearly new, you are super, super welcome. We had uh, 10, was it 10, on Tuesday night um, of vision and values. It was just such a joy, a privilege to have people come and, and to hear our story and to kind of share with them, this is what we think is important. And the thing is, the Lord is at work here. And there's life here. And there's health here. And where there's health and where there's life, people are drawn to that. They're drawn to him, ultimately. And, uh, and, and so if you're new, you're coming here, please don't assume that everyone knows everyone. Because what I've just said, quite clearly, we don't. And if you're new and you're looking and thinking, oh, I kind of don't know where I fit, you fit. And we want to help you feel like you fit. We want to help you integrate you into life group and get to know people there because that is our number one and our best way. But we also want to help you find your role and your place within the church in terms of serving. Hence the, the special Sunday that's coming up as well as we celebrate what it looks like to be part of the team and serving. So please don't come and go, oh my goodness, they're such an amazing worship band. And oh, the kids stuff that goes on is absolutely fantastic. So good, we can check our kids in there. Come around. No, no, be part of the team. You are not treading on other people's toes by coming. Uh, believe you me, there is always room uh, for, for help. But I guess I wanted to share those things with you if you're feeling that. I would really encourage you, uh, please tell us. Please dial in with us. and We want to communicate with you. It's okay. We've got it. We're wrestling with it too. We're, we're, we, we've never led a church this big before. Um, but we're, with God's grace, just allowing him to work in us and to embrace that with great excitement. It feels a bit like we're no longer, because we're, uh, we're not a church plant, we're growing up. We're growing up, folks, and that's part and parcel of it, isn't it? You know, when you're a kid, you're a kid. And then it gets a bit serious as you get a bit older. And it just feels like that. It feels like that to me and Chance and to the leaders of the church. 
And uh, I'm just encouraging you, embrace it, go with it. <clears throat> and if you'd like to um, chat some more about that, please, please uh, do that. Starter over, main course coming up. Here we are. Okie dokie. So we're in the series. We've been talking about up in out. Up two weeks ago, Chantel did a great job talking about worship and about our relationship with Jesus. Uh, then last week we talked about in, that relationship that we have with one another. And we really, really plugged and highlighted groups. And I'm so delighted that they, most of them kicked off during the week and they were absolutely fantastic. Uh, that so many of you have done that. Please, 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 if you haven't yet, but you intend to, please sign up to that on our website. That would be tremendous. So for this week and the next two weeks, we want to talk about out. We want to talk about what does that look like when we capture the heart of Jesus and he changes us on the inside and we have relationship with each other. What does it look like when God sends us out? Because church is not about the four walls. It is about getting out there and it is about impacting culture, society, neighbours, families, etc., etc. And we want to tackle a subject this morning which is a bit of a taboo subject. It's one I've never attempted at ever before. And uh, it's one that you kind of, you know, in certain circles, oh, you don't talk about that and you certainly don't mix that with this. Okay, so what's happening on Thursday? It's the election. So this morning, you're going to be glad to know we're going to talk about politics. Isn't that amazing? Show of hands. Hands up if you've chosen, you've decided in your head who you're going to vote for on Thursday. Those of you who are of legal age to do that. Great. Hands down. Hands up if you've got no idea who to vote for on Thursday. Great. That's probably about 50-50. Okay. Uh, so so that's, that, that's what we want to do because at the end of the day do you know what who you vote for is, is one of those questions it's up there with how much do you earn it's like it's not a question that you ask sure it's not it, it's not a question that we kind of talk about and neither are we going to talk about you know who, who are you going to vote for this morning and it's not anything to do with a particular party or any of those things so at ease and just relax there what we are going to be talking about is our engagement as a people, as followers of Jesus, with that whole um, political realm. And if I'm really honest with you this morning, and my guess is what I'm about to share about myself is probably reflective of many of you. My approach with it is pretty laxed. I don't know much about it. I, I hear it on the news all the time. I dial in a little bit, but I don't really fully understand all that's being said the whole time. And yet the decisions that they are making, those that we do vote and put into position, are incredibly important and affect all our lives. Our opinion of politicians is not good across the board. Agree? You know, we talk, and we're going to talk about being light in the darkness this morning, and yet we often see, and we often hear, and we often have reported through the media stuff that isn't very light. And we are led to believe, and we we feel that great promises are made, and yet things are not delivered, or scandals take place, or there's the embezzlement 
of taxpayers' funds and funds which are misallocated. And it's really, really, really easy for us to stand on the sideline and join in with that opinion that I've just given, to kind of cast the stones that, that say, ah, oh, they only do this and they only do that and they talk about this and they don't do that. And it's really, really easy for us to do that. And I guess our word this morning is about let's, instead of being on the sideline, let's get on the pitch and let's engage, let's involve our lives in that important aspect of culture and of our societies. We must engage with the world because it's too easy for us, especially in the church, to kind of come into the safety of the four walls and stay kind of safe. When God is encouraging us and God is inviting us to spend our lives in the real world. And the political world is a big part of it. I'm going to share very briefly from the scriptures this morning. And it's simply those, those words which we've read before from Matthew. We're in Matthew 5 uh, verse 14. Jesus says, the Sermon on the Mount, he says this. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Please look at me. I do that to all my classes, by the way. <laughs> look and listen. That's what I say. Look and listen as they're doing something or kicking someone or doing something else. You are the light of the world. If you know Jesus and he lives in you, you are the light of the world. You are. You are. He is the light of the world, but because he lives and dwells in us, you are. And he calls us and sends us to be the light of the world. A town or a city built on a hill, it's there, it's plain to see. You can't miss it. it can't be hidden, except in a cloud. In those days, they lit those lamps. You've probably seen the wee thing with a spout, and they kind of light the end a bit like a candle. That's how the, and they put it on a stand. They put it up on a high point so that it gives light into the room. And God's calling us to let your light shine. I know a song about that. Did I sing it last time? Please don't. <laughs> I usually get embarrassed in public singing, but would you like to hear me sing? I think more would like to hear me, dear. Would you like to join me? Let your light shine, whoa, let your light shine. Is that how it goes? Thanks. They seem to like it. <laughs> you haven't got one of those red buzzers with the red cross, have you? <laughs> let your light shine. We must engage in this particular part of our society we must do that and here's the thing I think as well as Christians we need to understand this 
that we can't expect our politicians to do the very things that we're called to do. Okay? So whilst we put people in position of power and authority and decision-making, which is incredibly important, we in our culture and our society, we are looking for people to lead the way. Aren't we? We want people to take a stand and make decisions. And when they make the bad ones, what do we do in our culture? It begins with B. We blame, don't we? We live in that awful time where we look to blame people. It's their fault. They didn't do this or they did that. And it's just like, guys, come on. We must take our responsibility. The church of Jesus. What is the church? What does Bill Hybel say about us? We are the hope for the world. We are the hope for the world. And so by the political realm, whilst we engage our lives with it, we must not entrust all our hope and society onto them. Because we, we, the people of Jesus, we are the ones that are called to bring the hope to the world. We must engage with politics. And uh, you've enjoyed, over the last couple of weeks, people standing here from the front and uh, sharing things. And uh, we, wanted to, uh, we wanted Stephen Hillis and Johnny Hansen to share some things this morning. But Stephen Hillis, in true fashion, likes to get about and, um, and is away watching the rugby yesterday. I know, I know. His card has not been marked this week. Um, but they did a little video. So are we good to go? And uh, hope that you enjoy these two clowns. The headlines this morning. Themons and usons and usons and themons and thosens and nobody taking responsibility for everything and blaming everything on everything else. Welcome to Northern Ireland. There's an election coming up. And now to our first story this morning. We ask the crucial question, what is politics? You might think with the election coming up that it's a case of vote Muppet because you're getting one anyway. But in fact, politics is more than just elections and politicians. It's in the democracy that we're privileged to live in. It's everything. It's transport, it's accommodation, it's health and education. And it's how we organise and steward all of these things fairly and sustainably. And it's not just what all of those things here, but in other parts of the world as well. So really politics is too important to leave to just politicians. It matters for you, it matters for me, and we need to get involved. So why politics? We all say we don't do politics, I don't do politics, nothing ever changes. If you care about education and health and justice and poverty, you do politics. It's dull, it's boring sometimes, but it is a necessity. And we're blessed to live in a democracy where we can have the opportunity to speak out, to lobby, to influence and try and improve lives of others in our community and beyond. And so that brings us to our, our third news item this morning. How do we do politics individually? Well, the first thing we can say is that we vote. And if you haven't considered it, please do think about voting on Thursday morning. Your vote counts and your vote matters. But beyond the 7th of May, we need to be praying for our politicians locally in Stormont, in Westminster, in Europe. We need to be writing to them on issues that matter to us, issues that we're passionate about, because that's politics too, as Stephen mentioned. And if we don't have an issue that we're passionate about, then let's ask God to give us things that we're passionate about that we want to get involved with in terms of politics. 
but also let's think about doing it beyond the individual. As a church, a broad church even in our own environment, we have a duty to bring God's kingdom here. That involves politicians, that involves community leaders, that involves engaging with people we don't agree with, as well as those we do agree with. That involves making our voice heard to speak out for those with no voice, whether it's down the street or whether it's <clears throat> across the world. We are blessed to be in a situation that we're in. We are blessed to have the democracy. There are people out there who are willing to put their head above the parapet. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to like them. I certainly don't a lot of the time. But we do need to encourage them. We need to pray for them. But also we need to make sure that we're communicating with them fairly and honestly and making sure that the voice of the body of Christ is heard for all, not just on divisive issues. And finally, that brings us to our last and most important news item this morning. There have been raucous celebrations all over the country as Ireland have smashed England convincingly in the Tiddlywinks World Cup. Get it. And it's good night from me. And good night from him. Brilliantly, brilliantly put. Um, in my role as pastor, I've met with local politicians and local councillors. And it's something that I never thought I'd ever do. But I kind of thought, well, why not? You know, they represent us. And uh, they do do a good job for us. And, uh, and, and the, the one, one in particular, I was out running one day and I just thought, I, I need to go and meet with Roy Beggs. I just, it just popped into my head and I thought, is that you, Lord? And, and I rang him up and I said, or I emailed, I can't remember, and I said, I want to meet you. And um, I met with him and I, I sort of said, oh, yeah, I was just out running. I just sensed like God was saying, I need to meet you. And he was taken aback a bit by that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what's coming? And, uh, and he's not the only one. There's others too within our town. And every single time, been incredibly gracious towards me and towards us as a people. And uh, have looked to seek to, to, to help us and to resource us, to advise us. And, uh, and it was just honest debate. There, there would be people that um, might not always agree with, as Stephen said, but we, we do dialogue. We have open, frank conversations one-to-one -one across the table very very respectful and I I thought goodness as I've reflected on that I thought goodness their motivation sorry their agenda should be is similar to ours it's to benefit the people that they represent it's to benefit our town in terms of resourcing in terms of policy in terms of what happens I thought goodness that's they're going after the same things we're going after the, the motivation behind it is, is slightly different. But they have access to uh, people, to figures, and to money, and to resources. That's what they have. What do we have? Apart from, sorry, that's a good answer. We've got the obvious one. Yeah, but what else do we have? We've passion for it, haven't we? I'm not saying they don't. We have a heart and we have a drive and we have a sincerity to roll our sleeves up and get involved. And so, you know, as I meet with local uh, folks, it's like, yeah, there's particular need there. Yes, there's this. Yes, there's that. I'm thinking, goodness, we, 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 could, we could partner here. We could work together here. 
We go with a slightly different motivation. We go because of the kingdom, because we long to bring the king and his kingdom to people, to places that it is needed. Another video for you this morning, which I think you're going to like, um, which really helps with this whole conversation this morning. For in him, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. All things means all of creation. God's desire is for every sphere of culture to be transformed. Business, media, education, arts, religion, family, and even politics. But most of our energy, time, and resources as the church seem to be invested only in the religious sphere. We're training people to be better worship leaders, better preachers, and better small group leaders. But not so much of our time is spent training people to be better teachers, better journalists, or politicians. In fact, we may only be impacting one-seventh of culture. These spheres are transformed by the presence of prayerful, trained-up believers within them. For too long as Christians, we've been shouting from the sidelines rather than getting on the pitch. It's easy to send an email or a postcard. It's harder to build relationships and work with those we may not necessarily agree with. In politics, decisions are made by those who show up. We have a choice as believers in the UK. Are we going to spend the next few years just commentating and complaining about the state of our country? Or are we going to follow the biblical precedent of people like Joseph, Esther and Daniel, who served in the midst of regimes that make present-day politics look positively virtuous? Surely it's time for Christians to show up. We can just follow, or we can serve and lead. Your vote could just be the start of you making decisions, not the end. So why don't you join a political party, or a campaign, or connect with your local councillors or MP, and above all, pray. Rather than shouting from a distance, you could be whispering from up close. We will see God's will be done and his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The question is, Will we be part of making it happen? Show up. Jesus did. Very good. So the, the message is there. It's show up. We must engage ourselves with this part. And for most of us, the, the, the simplest thing is simply going to be voting on Thursday. It's going to be praying for those who are in leadership. Uh, for other folks, it will be taking it a step further in terms of meeting with councillors, politicians, campaigning, political parties, etc., etc. And realise that for some people, it's their bag. You know, for Johnny, for Stephen, it's what they're deeply passionate about. It's what God has deeply put on their hearts to engage with. And there's probably others within our church who you carry that same, uh, same thing within you because it's what God's given you to engage more in. 
And it's not that it's more important than something else. Because God is giving uh, other things that are deeply important in your life and in our lives to go, go and do something incredible there too. For those folks in our church that want to really, really drive this sort of agenda, we want to pray for them, we want to support them and give them airtime as we have done this morning. Stephen and, and Johnny are going to lead a life group in the autumn, September, October time. Be a, be a group like many of our other groups that have just launched, and it will be to gather folks, like-minded people, that want to involve their lives in the political realm uh, a little bit further than simply voting and praying. And if that interests you, that will be in the autumn time. And it is not a political party group. Okay, it is not a, this is a, this is a, how can we better engage? How can we whisper? How can we be on the pitch and involve our lives in this whole uh, aspect of our society? We've talked about up, talked about relationship with God. We've talked about the importance of being together. And this realm, what we've talked about this morning is just one part of engaging with the real world. Uh, but it's something that we must all do to some degree. Amen. We're done. Would you like to come and your team? Folks, we want to um, end by worshipping and then seeing what God might want to do amongst us this morning.